Bonju Moroi Jambo Sani Bonani Minjani. Welcome to another episode of uh, Catch Up, hosted on this wonderful channel that is Combat Control Center. Um, thank you so much, guys, for riding with me so far in this journey. It has been an exciting journey. I think we've brought you about four episodes so far. Two, uh, two featuring some MMA stars in the EFC and two South African-based boxers who are champions of note in their own right. Today I'm riding solo. I'm not interviewing anybody. Uh, we'll be back with the interviews next Tuesday. Uh, won't spoil a surprise, but uh, it is a fighter. <laughs> if that's uh, something that you know I can give to you as a clue. But a uh, bit of a redundant one because everyone who's coming on is a fighter. But I'm also looking to talk to one of um, boxing's best um, you know, management teams uh globally uh maybe talk to their africa branch just delve into the you know into the how the boxing world works but i think that would be the tuesday after this one so today just a show one man show just want to talk about a few things i think june is a uh, good month for us fight fans globally uh from an african context and abroad as well we are seeing a lot of action and uh most notably started off on the 6th of june um that would be this um in africa in the early hours of the morning around 1 2 a.m if you woke up to watch the celebrity boxing uh, that's going on i think it's a new phenomenon exciting wonderful stuff that's coming out of there not everybody gets it not everybody likes it um you know you would also uh you know be living under a rock if you did not realize or know how much the MMA guys and the original, original professional boxers don't seem to like uh, what's going on. So let's get into it. I think there's just two fights to talk about from what we saw yesterday on trailer. Um, you know, uh, many labeling uh, the main event as a legal robbery. <laughs> um, you know, people are not mentioning their words. Legal robbery uh, of what Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul got up to with regards to taking people's pay-per-view buys. I mean, uh, Floyd has come out on the record and said, you know, he's been selling and making money from, from promos. I mean, I think there were three sponsors on the front of his shorts. I, didn't, I don't remember how many were on the back. And uh, he's alleging that uh, that wrecked him 30 million. So eight rounds, which is what, uh, eight by three. That's a good 24 minutes that he was in the ring. Three sponsors on the front of his shorts wrecked him 30 million we're not yet sure exactly of the pay-per-view buys i'm still waiting for credible sources to come out and tell us uh, you know what it looked like but just to get into uh before i get into that fight just a shout out to you know the man ocho cinco himself uh, i think he came out you know for the for a good fight uh lasted the full four rounds yes he did get a knockdown and his opponent will obviously have a little bit of a moral victory, but I think it's a wonderful debut from Ocho Cinco. He shows that he understood the fundamentals of boxing, popping and weaving. Uh, you know, he always kept his hands up, of course, for uh, except for the last round where he was knocked up. But to his credit, he quickly came back down up to his feet. If I was scoring that fight, I was talking to someone earlier, I would have given him three rounds to, to that one final one. You know, the knockdown was not bad but it was pretty bad for his confidence but wouldn't be shocked to see Osho Cinco coming back into the ring into the main event Floyd Mayweather we know this was a cash grab he has you know pulled up uh, some of the quickest and fastest cash grabs but the hardest obviously would have been the Conor McGregor fight but we did see him go and win um, you know, tens of millions of dollars in 15 seconds, or was it 15 to 30 seconds when he fought a famous Japanese kickboxer out there in Japan. So, you know, uh, this one would have to be 
one that would leave a sour taste in his mouth, but definitely would leave, uh, you know, a massive, 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 uh, you know, brings track parks outside his house to just deliver the pay-per-view buy money i mean the fight itself not exciting uh if you on social media saw the reaction of uh, people like canelo alvarez fighters in general from the ufc and other boxers just say it was such a joke uh but i think when you know people remove the emotions and they were analyzing how floyd performed i think i will agree with the general consensus that it was a very bad fight uh, for for his uh, not not for his career obviously he's got a storied career he is the man when it comes to you know uh, to boxing and how to make money off boxing but I really think you know it, it it would leave a sour taste in his mouth I mean if you Floyd Mayweather the greatest of all time in many people's eyes to come into a ring with an amateur boxer and fail to to you know knock him out and finish him it's it's not really uh, ideal for for your fight so. Basically, I think, you know, it was a dead rubber match. We knew that. Uh, obviously, it got a bit heated with the gotcha hat, <laughs> something that the Logan brothers made money off as well, selling merchandise and stuff. But the fight itself, uninspiring, not exciting. Uh, Floyd did not put up a show. He was there, yes, but it just looked like a high, not even high-level sparring. It just looked like two best friends that are sparring and trying not to hurt each other that much so that's that i'm just going to leave it at that i don't know leave your comments or your opinions in the comment section with regards to what you think about the celebrity fighting exhibition fights do you think there's a space for it do you think it's it's all right um and uh is it all about the pay-per-views and you know are we those consumers of anything that seems cool and you know those logan brothers are racking up a lot of money kudos to them i think the next thing that i obviously wanted to talk about is the up-and-coming ufc 263 that card is going to be an amazing card it's pinned in for the 12th of june uh that'll be kicking off i think 2 a.m uh in central african time um you know just a stacked card from uh, from top to bottom of top to bottom um but just looking at the main card when you look at uh, paul craig versus jamaya hill hill is on a eight and all fight streak uh, pick uh, you know paul craig he's uh the more experienced fighter in this one but that's going to be an interesting one i really think i like what jamaya is all about and really think i think it'll be interesting to see him belal muhammad we remember him he fought um you know he fought Leon Edwards, who will be fighting just after their fight, um, you know, and he got a nasty eye poke. His eye was bleeding. He couldn't complete that fight. He was obviously distraught because it was a massive opportunity for him. He does get another one against Damian Maia, an experienced old head in the UFC, just to see if he can, you know, maybe come in there and uh, do do some damage to to the senior uh, to the senior citizen and Damian Maia, who's got buckets loads of experience. So that's going to be one. But you know, let's talk about the main three fights. I think the welterweight. Uh, title is no, I was about to say title fight, but it seems like it's a title fight, right? Uh, it's the first five round non title fight. Um, I think maybe I was watching uh, UFC countdown, watched twice, watched it twice, so probably I'm buying into what Nate Diaz was saying when he's saying that whatever fight he finds himself in is a title fight. So, you know, looking at this one, it's going to be an interesting fight. Nate Diaz coming in at 21 and 12. You know, a lot of people uh, don't want to take. Uh, fighters with double digit losses seriously but when you look at the resume that nathan, nathan diaz has you have to put some respect on his name uh we, on the other hand we've got leon edwards you know the one of the best fighters out of out of the uk right now he's been that uh for for for, for some, quite some time uh, you know especially after michael Pis being le left the arena uh he's coming in at 18 and 3 he's looking to you know maybe wash away you know the the 
the horrible the horrible result from from the Belau match he's also going to be looking to you know just rubber stamp his name he's, he's the number three ranked he's the number three ranked welterweight right down the world and he's been speaking and trying to you know uh talk his way into uh, a title fight with uh, Kamaru Usman but I do think that would be something that would come if he is to to pass through Nathan Diaz who knows maybe not Usman after this the, if he is to get a victory maybe not Usman after this fight probably uh, a matchup with Jorge Masvidal seems like Jorge has been trying to dodge Leon Edwards but if you know Kobe Covington and Usman does get booked then you can't see Jorge fighting anyone else but the other part of this you know the other half of this fight in Nathan Diaz he could be someone that could be you you know, winning this fight, fighting Jorge Masvidal next, and probably trying to try challenge Kamaru Usman. But if Colby Covington is to take a nap on this one, you know, if Nathan Diaz does get a decent win and a decent performance, we know he's a fan favorite. We know the UFC love what is about. He he loves taking the hard fights, and he could easily find himself, you know, in a position to fight for for the belt. So it will be an interesting. Uh, it will be an interesting fight. We all know what. You know, it's all about it's all about the striking. Yes, he is a complete fighter, but you know, he's it's the work that he does in and outside of the clinch, those elbows, those heavy kicks, the high head kicks, and you know, when it comes to Nathan uh, Diaz, you know, it has to be the boxing aspect that you're looking uh, for towards him. Yes, some low calf kicks can come in there. He's obviously got that nice ground and pound game. He also does have that ground game with the submissions that come with it as well. But, you know, I wouldn't see him uh, submitting Leon Edwards. I think Nathan Diaz, especially when we've seen him not fight for a long time, he's looking to stay up on his feet, especially after what happened with Jorge Masvidal. But he does have a lot of scar, scar tissue. And Leon Edwards, he does hit very, very hard. So it's going to be interesting to see how the first few rounds pan out. If I'm to be asked right now, I think this round doesn't see the fifth round. I think it's going to be a very, very short uh, short night for both of these fighters. I think a third round stoppage somewhere in there. I don't know who uh, was going to win. Just you know, a couple of seconds, I will put up my picks, but it's going to be an interesting fight to watch. And I think the, the core main event, man, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the fights um, of, of the year last year, uh, certified Dana White called it uh, John Einick called it as well calling it the the best fight of the flyweight division in the history of that division when uh, Davison Figueroa uh, you know went up against Brando Moreno it was a tight contest uh, ended up in a draw it was a back and forth match uh, you know Figueroa did look like he had Moreno in trouble a couple of times Moreno also looked like he had Figueroa in trouble a couple of times but obviously if there's anything that you could tell from that fight Figueroa was the uh, the punch the fighter with the harder punches and Moreno was just trying to get uh, in some volume and he had to do that to get it so I think with the se- in the second round on the second matchup you you would struggle to see who would get a a definite edge of the two fighters, but I think if there's anyone who got an edge, that would be Brendan Moreno. If I had to pick one, I think you know going into it with a with an absolute savage like Figueredo and coming out and telling the tale and getting a impressive draw on your way there as well. I think you have to take a lot of confidence in that. I'm not saying Figueredo should be ashamed of how he put up or he should be. Uh, losing any confidence uh, based on the performance he put up. But I'm just saying, I think Brandon Moreno gained a lot more than Figueredo did in that fight. I mean, he was touted to uh, you know, not even make it past the first 
many were saying he won't make it past the second, even though they give a lot of respect to what Moreno stands for as a fighter. And Davison also was proclaiming that he was going to put him out just like he is now, going to put him out early on in the fight. So I think if this fly, uh, you know, with rematches, they usually don't deliver in the UFC. We always do think they will. And then we get a surprise. And, you know, the guy who probably would have should have won the first time goes in there, gets uh, gets a stunning result and, uh, you know, ends that debate real quick. But I do think if uh, Moreno can survive the first two rounds, I think it will swing in his favor. I really think it will do. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be an interesting fight. Both are strikers. Both love fighting on their on their feet. But I also think we should be prepared, prepared to see a different fight. I think if we go in there expecting another... Uh, fight fight of the year contender. Uh, we might be disappointed, but I won't still put it past two past those two gentlemen who seem not to like each other that much and seem to think that there's a score to settle of sorts. Yeah, so that's gonna be an, an interesting matchup. And the main event itself, you know, Israel uh, Adesanya, the lifestyle bender, uh, versus Martin, the Italian dream, Vittori. Uh, man, the first fight. I think, you know, there's a recency bias. A lot of people calling it, uh, you know, what was uh, the toughest test of Israel Adesanya's career. But uh, six, seven months ago, we were calling that, uh, we are calling that, uh, and that we're, when we were saying that, we are referring to the Castellum fight. So uh, I think it's going to be a really good fight. It's really going to be a good fight. I think it's going to be a competitive fight. I don't know if it's going to be as competitive, uh, as, competitive as the first one or even... Uh, more competitive than the first one i think both fighters have grown in leaps and bounds especially with israel the type of opposition that is put away as well but you cannot you know under undercut what marvin vittori has done i mean since taking that l to adesanya both men have won all of their fights to come back full circle i think vittori is a tough test he looks like he's stronger he looks like his striking is sharper he looks like he's got a better fight iq and you know he's not going to be just uh you know, trying to get takedowns all the time and try to score. And he's going to try and score points just in case it does go to the full way. But we have seen Israel design the striking improve. I'm not sure if Marvin Vittori can, uh, you know, take some pages out of the book of uh, Jan Blokovic. Obviously, he does have a bit of a weight and size advantage on easier uh, Adesanya who I think Adesanya will be the taller man but I still think you know for Tori if he could you know maybe steal a couple of pages from from the Jan Blakovic book get some dominant takedowns and try and see we've never seen anyone do it in middleweight we've seen Adesanya stop a lot of those uh, takedown attempts so it's going to be interesting to see both men coming in with a chip on their shoulder Adesanya first loss in, in MMA first loss in the UFC not in the division so he's still he's still the champion but he's also looking to put a stamp you know on the division i think he also is like kamara usman who's having to come back and lap his opponents i mean he's beaten vittori after vittori is probably going to fight someone that is fought probably robert whitaker uh, towards the end of the year and if he does uh, defeat whitaker what what then happens for him probably he gets another shot at whoever will be hot at that time within the division obviously there's a few names flow, flowing in there some guys that could make a case for it but right now it looks like adesanya will be lapping um the the division uh vittori himself you know he's looked good um he's kept a good record as i've mentioned um 
and it seems like you know he believes that he won the first fight something uh, or, or rather a belief that seems to be rubbing easy uh, or up the wrong way i've seen easy troll a lot of fighters before their fights but it's always in a, in a respectful humorous way but it really seems like easy is taking personally what uh, vittori is saying easy feels that vittori didn't win the first fight but the way he's trolling vittori i mean he was putting up pictures of aliens um next to vittori's uh you know um some of vittori's celebrations in the ring uh likening him the, uh, to those aliens and just trolling him and then there was that awkward awkward interview that was led by michael bisping after the uh, the past UFC fight night right now uh, 11 minute interview you can check it out on YouTube they were just going crazy exchanging something that you haven't seen from Adesanya it seemed okay obviously he's always banter the man has got the best banter of any sportsman right now globally but I think there's something that about Vittori that is rubbing him up the wrong way and we wait to see how he's going to you know settle that my picks uh, for uh, for UFC 263, I would have to say I'm going with, um, you know, I'll start from the top, Adesanya to defend. I think Moreno, I'll pick him as a surprise. Um, and then I think Leon Edwards, who have a tough night, but uh, a comfortable result uh, in that one. Yeah, uh, speaking of the same day, the 12th of June, earlier in, uh, you know, in, here in Africa, CAT, we'll be seeing our premier African uh, you know, championship, the EFC, uh, going to action, the second card of the year, uh, EFC 85 was magnificent, I did have a interview with the current Batamon champion, uh, Sylvester Chufumbu, it's also on our channel here, you can check it out, um, but yeah, the EFC is back, uh, I think it's a month, if I'm not mistaken, a month, uh, month on, it's back, definitely going to be some exciting stuff they've got some great fights from you know from the all the way from the bottom of the card to the very top but i'm just going to zone in on the uh, on the two uh title title fights you know they've got two title fights that, that will be coming up uh, on the day uh first and foremost we have the um defending featherweight champion uh you know um mr cabeza he will be uh you know looking to defend his title against uh exxon that this is going to be a magnificent fight. I like how both men uh, love to take the center of the octagon, look to to press, look to you know to to dominate the, their opponents. They always working to to get on the front foot, and it's going to be you know just interesting to see if this gentleman wants to you know give us a better fight than what we saw in EFC uh, eighty five title fight in, in Sylvester versus uh, Faiz Jacob. So I think if they're going to be aiming for that, it's going to be an interesting fight for for us to see. So uh, Cabeza coming in with a four win one loss five uh, fight streak. We're also looking at uh, Exxon's last five uh, last fights as well. He's got four wins and one loss. So both men are capable they're they're you know they're dangerous they're good fighters they're strong guys uh they don't back down from a challenge so i think we're going to see some wonderful action just in the middle of the park just to make sure that we can get uh get to see who uh, walks away as the featherweight champion in what promises to be a very busy year for the efc um you know the second fight uh, which is the core main event will pit um 
Alain Ilunga uh, versus Anise Kanyemba. That's going to be uh, the, the second time that these two dudes square off. The first time the fight went to uh, went over to Ilunga's side. He came out victorious in that fight. Nine title fight at that time. Uh, you know, I did interview Kanyemba, the first interview that we did for Co uh, Combat Control Center. And he, was talk he did touch on that fight a little bit, saying, you know, he didn't come into the fight. He wasn't really feeling too well. Um, he was also a bit frustrated by Ilunga's tactics in the fight, who was, you know, looking to, to, to weave a bit too much and be defensive and not meet him you know in, in the center of the octagon something Kanyeba uh, uh, you know uh, thrives on but at 12 and 5 Ilunga is not a scrub he is a legit warrior he has been spoken about as a contender in the lightweight division for a very long time he's an exciting fighter you know these boys from 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 Diara Congo they don't come and play they always come to bang so it's going to be an interesting one Kanyemba sitting at 14 and 9 in one no contest he's also not a scrub obviously the senior of the two men but he'll be looking to you know just show he what he labels as his superior superior cardio that helps him win the the, the majority of the fights that he's always in so it's for the interim lightweight championship which is interesting because obviously the winner gets to book another fight hopefully on this side of this year you know there was a backstage altercation between uh Ilung and Kanyeba at the EFC 85 way and I'm not sure if you watched that if you didn't watch that check either one of those two guys uh their Instagram so just to show you that there's a bit of some bad blood it is a derby as, as well you know both from Congo uh, there were lots of banking rights on the table and uh, both are promising to bring a war and I, I don't doubt that both gentlemen are uh, riding high on a five fight win streak so that's going to be just interesting to see whose win streak had snapped there yeah if I'm going to pick from this two I think I'm going to take Cabeza and Kanyeba uh, to, to, to win this to, uh, to win the titles and walk away with the as the champions on, on Saturday night I stand to be corrected I think both fights are equally poised, although in some aspects each fighter has, uh, you know, an, an a decisive advantage over the other. But still, you know, the EFC has said and they will look like they're going to be delivering to fight fans. Um, lastly, just want to talk about the PFL, the professional fighting in Africa. Luckily for us, we don't have to purchase pay-per-view or stream and have all this, you know, this this stuff about uh, buffering and all this stuff, you know, it's all that uh, boring internet stuff. So the PFL 4 is back. It is going to be live on um, ESPN. Uh, I think the card starts uh, around 11 p.m. Uh, on a Thursday night and stretches all the way to 5, 6 a.m. on Friday wonderful action in the pfl the only mma fighting league where they have a regular season playoffs and the championships and fighters get uh you know get points to qualify into the um into the championship speaking about qualifying and getting points uh it is well not well to note that uh ex ufc uh you know top top boy anthony showtime pettis lost his first fight uh, at PF, uh, PFL 1 and he will be looking and needs to get 6 points in order for him to rise up the rankings in the in the division and uh, book himself a playoff spot so probably looking at 6 points 6 points would be him finishing uh, the fight with a win and finishing it in the first round because he gets those extra bonus points so I don't know what that's going to do for his fight psyche is he going to come out and get an adrenaline dump is he going to come out and look too soon too, too fast and lose all that cardio 
um, you know that that he will need in in the later rounds. Who knows? But it's just going to be a uh, you know an exciting fight just to see Anthony Pettis try and get that. You know some interesting fighters that you want to keep an eye on in terms of the um, of of the PFL four. You would have to you know look at some of the leaders like for example in the lightweight division uh where pettis would look to would want to to get his name in there claire collard he had a superb uh, performance in the first uh in his first fight so far this season so that's going to be an exciting one to an exciting guy to look out for then you've also got baba jenkins on the same card and he's going to be also looking to to perform collard coming in against lutterberg and uh, Baba Jenkins will be coming in against Bobby Moffat. So it's going to be an interesting uh, night of fights. So like I'm saying, man, June is going to be a blessed month for us fight fans. Already this weekend is booked all the way from Thursday till Sunday. So, you know, enjoy the fights. Keep on tuning in. Please do subscribe. We are looking to get more interviews coming in. Next week, we're going to be having someone exciting, uh, you know, with fresh takes and just to open up the, the, the book uh, that is The Fighting World. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. See you on the flip side. Yeah, obviously, another thing that's going to be very important uh, about the PFL 4 uh, from a fighting perspective is the GOAT, G-W-O-A-T, Clarissa Shields will be making her MMA debut um, in what's going to be a very, very competitive fight. She's promised that she's been working hard. She's a Jackson Wink MMA. You know she's got the superior striking. She's got the reach. She's got the height. So there is, uh, there are rather uh, some great ingredients in there for her to be successful in MMA. But let's see how much work she's been putting in. Let's see what Jackson Wink can offer. And uh, it's going to be you know, the stories of the week, uh, if, if a bar anything crazy happening in the UFC, but that's going to be the story of the week, probably leading us into next week from a, you know, fight game perspective and uh, from an MMA world, if she is to get uh, a much uh, needed victory to, you know, calm her nerves, make her feel at home in, in the ring. And I'm sure Dana White is going to be keeping a massive eye on this one.